Lucha-Masks.com, in partnership with Mass Republic, give you personal protective masks to keep you Lucha strong in the fight versus COVID-19. With world-class luchadors Blue Demon Jr., the Lucha Brothers, L.A. Park, Ultimo Dragon, Kane Velasquez, Conan, and so much more. Head to lucha-masks.com and you too can become a masked warrior. Lucha-masks.com, powered by Pro Wrestling Revolution. You are listening to the Lucha Central Podcast Network. And now, Lucha Central Weekly. Welcome back to the Lucha Central Weekly Podcast. We have a very special guest with us this week. He has wrestled for U.S. promotions such as CCW and AWS. But fans are more likely familiar with his work with one of the biggest Lucha Libre companies in Mexico, AAA. It's not easy being green, but with his unique look and style of Lucha Libre, he makes it look good. And he is more than likely, though I can't confirm it yet, he is more than likely being accompanied to this interview by his trusty lizard sidekick, La Yesca. Please welcome to the Lucha Central Weekly Podcast, Mr. Iguana. Oh, hello. There, La Yesca is here with me, too, so you were right. Yay! Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm not going to lie. Part of the reason we really wanted this interview was for La Yesca. We, we cannot <laughs> see La Yesca because this is audio, but I had a feeling that uh, La Yesca comes with you everywhere, in the ring, in your interviews, traveling. So I figured uh, that La, La, La Yesca would be with you today. She's the one that got the contract. I chose the guy that moved her. <laughs> I, I, I travel... I travel in a cage, and she travels at first first class. Oh, oh there it is. She yes. has. She's actually the the brains behind the, your deal. Of course, and uh, Iguana Puppet, it's the one that got the contract. Like Conan says, I'm gonna give the contract to the puppet. You, nah, <laughs> no me sirve. <laughs> but, but, but you're you guys are ideal. You guys are you know a team. So of course that that's why uh, you guys work so well together. It's that is one and the other. You can't have La Yesca without Mister Iguana, and you cannot have Mister Iguana without La Yesca. You couldn't say it better. Look. <laughs> <laughs> Well, welcome so much to our show. We are all very excited to talk with you this week. We are all big fans. Every time we see you uh, on our screens, we all have smiles on our faces. We can't help but laugh and enjoy ourselves um, when we get to see you on television. Um, but I want to take kind of a, a step back first and ask you a little bit more about, you know, uh, your early time in Lucha Libre. And I wanted to ask, what are some of your earliest memories of Lucha Libre? And did any of that influence you to want to become a luchador? 
Well, my first uh, memories were when I watched Triple A since I was a kid with my grandpa, and Triple A had this like um, Ray Mysterio Jr. Uh, first beginnings as La Lagartija, so La, la Lizard. <laughs> so that was the first character Ray Mysterio Jr. had before the Colibri. So it's like, oh, like a lizard. That idea came into my head. Then I watched uh, La Parca, Psicosis, Octagon, and I started to uh, to grow. And in 2005, I had like a student interchange. I live in Missouri in the United States. So 2005, Eddie Guerrero dies. And this is very a very hard hard news because I, I like a lot Eddie Guerrero. So they give uh, Rey Mysterio Jr. wins the championship, the World Heavyweight Championship in WrestleMania in 2006. That makes uh, Rey Mysterio increasingly popular in Mexico. So Mexico, then WWE becomes uh, popular in Mexico again because Rey Mysterio is champion. So when this trend, uh, they open a lucha school in my city in Culiacán. Like, you can try and lucha here with the locals. So that's the, my first approach and started training at 2008. And I debuted 2024, July 24, at 2009. Yes, and since then, I mean, we have seen you all over uh, the internet, uh, promotions in the U.S. and um, the uh, and of course, in, in Mexico with AAA, um, you signed with them earlier this year. What did it mean for you to to sign with AAA after watching them as a kid? Well, it was mind blowing, you know, uh, watching it as a kid, and then I'm part of the of the biggest company in Mexico of Lucha Libre, and also to be with the most elite talent, you can say that that. Because I wrestled like 11 years in the independent with uh, CML, um, Nación Lucha, the crash with all the promotions in Mexico, uh, some indie promotions in the United States and AAA. Uh, they have like the, the, the most uh, wanted talent. So being in there is like, wow, I'm part of the, the bigger thing here. And it's important for me also because the, my character changed at the time I enter. Triple uh, A, my character morphed into something else. Uh, it's the same essence, but mm -hmm. I changed like uh, my gimmick changed a little bit more. I use more La Yesca. I became more like a comic, mm -hmm. comic gimmick, like uh, Cassidy in AEW, like La Parca did. Um, mm -hmm. Try to do more comedy because that's the like the concept and the role I have in this promotion now. So. It's very mind blowing for me. They go, oh, now in AAA, and this is my role. This is my my character. Yeah. What inspired your like moves and your mannerisms? Because you really move and man, you, like you, you, it's very much like an iguana and so unique to wrestling and lucha libre. Well, uh, the first was like the iguanas because where I live in Culiacan, there's a lot of iguanas, and it's the only animal you can see. When they became prey, they jump, they skydive, and the, the way they skydive, they make a plancha like um, pose. If you see one is landing, you see like when luchadors take planchas, they open their arms and their legs so they can, can they can't get hurt if they fall too high. 
So luchadores are the same. So, cool. so I like a lot, like doing the same thing. Like Iguana is the only animal here in Mexico that looks like a luchador. If you put a mask on an iguana. <laughs> <laughs> so I like, I like it a lot. And then I said, well, but I don't want a mask. What can I say? Why can I do? And when I started looking, there was one wrestler that inspired me a lot in his mannerisms and in his moves. And that's the great Mota, the great Muta, KG oh, Muta, yeah. because he paints his face, <laughs> but he not only paint his face because there's people that paint his face like Sting, like Ultimate Warrior, Jeff Hardy. But the great Muta had like these facial uh, expressions. They, he didn't see too much. He didn't say too much. He didn't uh, say words. He just had this face that changed with, with emotions. He looked angry. He looked mysterious. The way he do the flashing elbow, the, the, the way he does the moonsault, it's like uh, uh, some character, some, some, some type of uh, animal. So when I watched this, I became very excited to do a character that can do like an iguana and be this, uh, you can't say acting, but um, a way of, I don't know. I, I can't, I don't know what the word is in English. <laughs> Yeah. No, I, I totally understand. That's that makes perfect sense. That's incredible. I I love that story. Oh, and, the, and the moves, the moves, uh, you can say it's a mixture. And I like a lot of um, doing grappling because I do grappling. I do jujitsu, so I like a lot of grappling. But when they hey, they have to be a, a high flyer, uh, Dragon Kid, it's one of the my biggest inspiration in moves. So uh, all that Dragon Arana, the Crucifix Driver, and all the things that Dragon Kid does, I do them, but with another, uh, with my touch, <laughs> with my touch, because that, it's very, yeah. it's very difficult. Yes. Yeah. I I love it. Uh you uh, you mentioned that you are taking on more of the the comedy aspect role, and we were just talking about how you have the mannerisms. Uh, I was uh, kind of curious if there's uh, if if uh, the your if there was any inspiration in that and how you kind of evolved into more of a, a comedy character or just uh, you were told one day you had to do it and you just kind of did it. Mm, no, it's I think this is the original part for me because uh, well I watch a lot of comedy and wrestling. Mm -hmm. uh, one time, I when I wrestled CCW like two years ago, one day before we fighted in a performing a promotion called New Fight Pro in Philly, mm -hmm. and they had like kaiju monsters fighting. They have they have a Jordan Oliver fighting Shark Saber Junior, and it's <laughs> an inflatable shark, yeah. and the shark was over always. So <laughs> and. And then the main event was Rat Real against uh, Bill Avery or something like that. A guy that's thinner than me, and Matt Real kicked the shit out of him. And then the guy, <laughs> then the guy became super powerful and did a choke slam on Matt Real. So when this show was nuts, and and I started to um, to understand the the style of American wrestling or the style of gimmicks, the comedy wrestling, is not always. Um, how you say it's not always they can, they can't get you bored and in mexico there's comedy but you can't be all comedy because uh, people in mexico are like more 
bloodhounds. No, they they like they like blood. They got they love high flying dives. Yeah. So when I started comedy here, it's my essence because I'm I'm trying to do comedy all my all my all my career. I've been like a comedy wrestler because I always lose. I always uh, they kick the shit out of me because I'm very small or thin, Aww. and I always make faces. So it's like a cartoonish cartoonish way of being of seeing lucha for me. I like natural libre, and you know it's all comic, all all nothing mm-hmm. serious. At the moment I want to wrestle serious, well, I, it will be like a championship or something like that, a one-on-one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But doing comedy is what makes me original because it's you're giving the people different things. You know, you're giving yeah. pe- the people, you're not giving them Canadian destroyers, you're not giving them um, a poison recoranas or giving them topes. And no, you're giving them something different. And people laugh because they don't know what what they're gonna see. Yeah. For example, no. the, for example, the Jessica, when I came out with Jessica, I started to throw it to people and people, there's no uh, a script or there's not a, a something written that says, hey, you get to get back the Iguana puppet to the ring. You have to throw it back. No, sir. People throw it back naturally. I didn't, I didn't tell them. I didn't <laughs> tell them, hey, throw back that. No, they naturally throw the Iguana to the ring. So the Rudos grab the puppet and throw it to the people. And then next time the one gets back at three seconds later. So people start <laughs> people start laughing. No, it's people so this is the magic of, of Lucha. This is the magic of the of the character that the the magic of being connected with people instead of doing the same thing because you're working for them or you're not working for you. If you're working for you, like ah oh, look at me, my character is stronger than everybody. Look at me, I can do a moon salt press with a corkscrew. But people will say, "Oh, that's that's cute because there's a, like a hundred westerns that do the same thing." But they see a guy with a face painted green with an iguana puppet. There's no other like that, and they laugh. True, it's true. <laughs> very, very true. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of your unique look and approach to Lucha Libre, uh, something that I think has gotten a lot of attention as well is your social media presence and how uh, your look and your messaging and your content has just spread throughout social media, and especially to say like an American audience like ours. You, you've gotten a lot of recognition for your work and who you are, especially with promoters. Can you share with us a little bit about your philosophy and strategy behind your social media um, and and how you've been using that as a tool to help, uh, you know, share your work with others? Well, first of all, um, I have to say you have to first trust in your work because there was a time when I only have like local wrestling, no? like my, in on my state or like in very few local parts, uh, local bookings. So when I started to uh, trust my work, like I always uh, wrestle like in the first or second match, but the people was the one that loved it most. And they like, they always cheer me up, cheer me and the note, not the, the same event or the main event. So I say, promoters, I put in my Facebook, if you bring me to your, if you book me in your show and I, and you don't like my work, and people don't cheer me, and people don't like my work, I will pay you back my plane, my hotel, and my my fee for wrestling. And that bet was taken by a lot of promoters. 
en Facebook and I never lost the bet. Mm -hmm. Since then, I never lost the bet. So, I believe that. Uh, that's the reason they like start to uh, fly me to Mexico, to Monterrey, to Tijuana. And there was a time when they started to do it. Uh, there was a promoter called Riot, Riot Wrestling in, in, in Monterrey. And there was this, uh, these guys that love wrestling too, uh, this Rob Viper and Lucha Block, these guys from Twitter and, And they watch me there and they're like, well, they can start to create gossip too. They, hey, this, this guy called Mr. Iguana exists. There's a guy that exists. Let's <laughs> call Mr. Iguana and does this, this, this. So they start to spread the word. And also in other promotions, they start to spread the word. This guy made a bet and never lost. So I started to work with, with that, uh, in my social media presence, like doing videos. I studied, um, communications degree so i have uh, i'd work in a radio for 10 years i worked in, in some kind of television i did some audio in, in some local films so i know exactly one how to make video how to make communication in screen how to make um, audios so i try to do all these things i learned in my degree in my career and mix it with lucha libre so there's these platforms like twitter like Um, Facebook, Instagram, uh, most recently TikTok. That I don't like that much, but <laughs> my my main my main um, how you say audience are mm -hmm. kids. Yeah, it's insane how many kids are in TikTok. It's insane. And like I can up, I can upload Jessica doing it. some scrambled eggs and have like ten thousand views. It's insane. <laughs> and if I do a video of, of personal defense, I did like uh, last week a defense personal defense video with a woman and I upload it in YouTube and, and Instagram and, and that stuff. And they have uh -huh. not that many views like, Oh, this world is crazy. <laughs> you have to be innovating for different yeah. audiences, like uh, for kids to uh, learn or to laugh for the older people, the older fans that I have. For example, I have a, a podcast in Spotify that it's in Spanish called Recién Ordeado, just baked in English. <laughs> and it's, <laughs> From music and, and other adult yeah. things, another 420 related things. And, and Instagram and other stuff, I try to be more like my person. So, uh, my advice to wrestlers most of the time is being original, being original and focus your work because all the wrestlers are like, uh, in all the, in all their uh, platforms, the same message, the same photo, the same. So people that follow you in that is like, uh, the same thing but if you do different audiences different things different videos or different targets you will get different reactions and you will get the word spread for example um, there was this uh, entrance that got viral oh uh, yeah that i got viral <laughs> I, i know the one <laughs> so that show that show was called 420 And there was like all the wrestlers were like messing around. When we wrestle in Riot, uh, we are like very happy. It's a lot of uh, indie talent in Mexico and United States. So the, this there is Latigo for AAA and says, hey, you should come out with this song that it's a, a trend. Like I will do it if all the locker room comes with me. <laughs> and we did it, but we didn't expect to be so viral. <laughs> I didn't expect to be around the world dancing like that. So and it, it was unexpected, but that kind of things only happen in there because 
there was a lot of promotions that started to say, hey, do the same entrance, do the same entrance. And like, no, man, I can't do the same entrance here <laughs> because people is different <laughs> in that in that place. And for example, if I do this entrance in, I don't know, PWG or um, CCW, AWS, at any United States promotion, it will work. But if I do it in Mexico in a small arena when San Juan Pantitlan, people are like, hey, come on, they're like starting cursing. They're like, ah, oh, that's not serious. You clown. Are you doing? They're uh, denigrating Lucha Libre. And so there you have to do things for certain audiences. Not in every part they're going to take it. You know, it's like I'm going to do comic things in an in an extreme show, you know, <laughs> I'm not being, <laughs> I, will, I won't be hitting you with my Jeska in a Sona 23 show, you know. Uh, I've actually just saw your, speaking of more extreme show, I saw your match that you uploaded with Chris, Chris Bishop oh. um, to, on your YouTube channel. And I loved that. Will we be getting to see you do any future work? With well, CZW? I would like, I have a, a very good relationship with DJ Hive and, and Michael Langat, my friends are there. Uh, whenever I, I'm there, whenever AAA uh, has shows near, I don't know, maybe the Expolution that's close to Philly that time. I was able to. Yeah. I was. I'm always able. Like, yes. if I it was my house, CCW is my house there. So, they have a good relationship with them. Anytime I there, they, they will book me. But that time was uh, last year before WrestleCon because it was close. CCW to CCW Dojo was was close to the WrestleCon in New York, so I came to visit. And I love because I I I have to do a, a master class with the students, and the next time the the CC Dojo show that they got, that the students got to, um, how you say, train with other guys or wrestle other guys that doesn't, they don't know. Chris Bishop was, um, he has another character that it's a lucha character with a mask. When he is a face, he does this character. When he's heel, he does this Chris Bishop character. So it helped him a lot to learn base, helped him a lot to learn, understand lucha times because he was uh, how do you say when you're out of air blown up <laughs> he was blown up <laughs> yeah yes he yes. even saved me in the video <laughs> hey slow that put down and like hey that's the style that's the style <laughs> fast fast but it's yeah. true we were doing American wrestling with Andy Brown last year in AWS it was the same I was doing only lucha and he was like hey hey slow down <laughs> <laughs> slow down and, 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 and a day before he was in PWG so he was very tired oh I bet yeah we uh, we have a phrase for that we call that lucha cardio cause uh, lucha cardio. Everybody, yeah everybody oh, moves super fast in lucha. <laughs> and it's because in Mexico City the air quality sucks and it's like a very high place so being in Mexico City and have cardio in Mexico City is very, very strong. I live here in the north in, in Sinaloa, so it's in by the sea. So I don't have the same altitude as Mexico City. And when I wrestle Mexico City guys, I'm like, oh, blown up. <laughs> oh, it's hard. It's hard. It, uh, yeah, it's Lucha's a very hard sport to uh, to. Even even in the best of conditions, there by the ocean in Sinaloa, I'm sure you had to work very hard to to keep up that pace. 
Yes, and not every, not not not, not only, not only like um, doing lucha, also receiving a lot of screaming. On last April that I wrestled um, Doctor Wagner, he was he and me that both we were tired because we weren't uh, we weren't having a. It was the time the pandemic was strong, so they, mm -hmm. we couldn't train the same way as we trained before. So. I mean, I don't know if he trained, but I didn't train a lot as hard as I was training when the pandemic wasn't there. So when I we were still together, and it was a small small match, like eight minutes or nine minutes, I, I felt very quick. But at the, at the end of the match, we were like, oh, "Damn, <laughs> damn, you still have it!" I say, <laughs> <laughs> for being that old, you're fast. <laughs> Speaking of your match with uh, Dr. Wagner Jr., we saw uh, in April, who else uh, on the AAA roster do you want to fight next? It will be nice to have a one-on-one -on -one match with uh, Abu like Abismo Negro Jr. because I think he's uh, very, very talented. He's very talent-based. He needs just uh, he just needs the guy, the heel, the the face guy that can he can move so. He can looks a lot. Um, I would like to challenge Daga too because I would like to have a, oh, yeah. a, grap a grappling contest because both we know jiu-jitsu. And it will be interesting yeah. if people will say, hey, that, that lizard knows how to lucha. <laughs> <laughs> he actually knows how to grapple. <laughs> That's amazing. And I would like also yes. a match against Pentagon because he's a, a very good base. Very good base. I saw the mm -hmm. match against Bikingo and like, oh, he still got it too. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. That, yes. That's like my three top Daga, Pentagon, and Apis Munero Jr. Also, Villano Tercero Jr., it's a very, very good wrestler. I think he's very underrated. He should be yeah. having more more time in screen because it's amazing that guy, how, how he likes to die. And he <laughs> <Yeah>. dies. <laughs> Yeah, he don't dies. He don't dies. So I like that that idea a lot because I like to die a lot too, <laughs> but I don't die. Too. So we both will give a, a mutual suicide in in a match, but it will be cool. Yeah, it would be very cool. Yes. Hey everyone, it's Denise Salcedo here in Lucha Central Central with a reminder of where and when to catch all of the great network content this week. Get the full lineup and listen to all of our shows in the podcast network section of luchacentral.com. Sundays on the Lucha Central Facebook page, world-traveled shooter of the camera kind, Jerry Villagrana goes mano a mano with a fellow photographer to throw down about some of their favorite photos they have taken at Lucha Libre events. Monday, Business of the Business returns as Mass Republic President Kevin Kleinroth takes you inside how your favorite Lucha Libre merchandise gets made. On Tuesdays, Mass Mats and Mayhem takes you inside the world of Lucha Underground as they take you weekly through the series with the benefit of hindsight and the benefit of special guests from the groundbreaking series. Check out the premiere video stream every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Lucha Central YouTube channel and 
and at luchacentral.com. Then listen to it on your favorite podcast platform every Wednesday. Tuesday nights live, it's WrestleBoss, where Favi Chulo talks MMA and pro wrestling with special guests and listener call-ins. Visit WrestleBossLive.com Tuesday nights at 7 p.m. Pacific to listen live or call in with questions or download the show on podcast platforms on Wednesdays. Wednesday nights live on Facebook, it's Spanish show La Mesa de los Margaros, giving you both the news and the cheesemate made from around the lucha world. Special guests and a whole lot of fun make it one of the most talked about shows in Mexico. Thursdays, it's straight out of the bodega with Papo Esco and PWR promoter Gabriel Ramirez as they have guests from throughout the wrestling world pull up to give an inside look into their careers. From indie standouts to television superstars, each week brings a new name and perspective. On Friday, it's your double dose of Lucha Central weekly podcast, one in English y el otro en español. Lucha Central Weekly is where you'll find all the top stories of the week, both inside and out of the ring from Mexico and anywhere luchadores are in action across the globe. Be sure to subscribe and follow all your favorite Lucha Central Network series on your favorite podcast platforms, either by their own series name or subscribe to the Lucha Central Podcast Network show pages to get all of the shows in one easy feed. And please consider giving a rating to help more fans find the shows that you love. For now, this is Denise Salcedo signing off from Lucha Central Central. Have a great week. I've also um, really been loving recently your Consejos Verdes videos on YouTube. Will you and Yeska be making any future videos? Like, is there anything that you can kind of... Give us a hint about well, that we'll be I started the doing the videos there. like uh, for giving like children like a par- uh, parody of of children advice, you know, with the pop. because I, yes. yeah, I felt yeah, like I love uh, people. I've seen a lot of wrestlers and a lot of guys doing content in this pandemic, and they're like too um, how you say it's very obligated, you know, like you they they do it because they don't have nothing. But it does. It's not funny, or so. I'm like, okay, I'm doing these videos too, but, but as horrible as them, uh, but bad edition and thing. <laughs> so, yes, because I will not. I will not make the the HD videos that they make. Like I don't know with GoPro and stuff. No, uh, try to do children advice. Try to do some uh, positive advices, like uh, for a content of our family, like personal defense mm-hmm. and nutrition. Uh, a be- uh, uh, vegetable diets that I'm following, like like my lifestyle, but the things that I would like people to do. I won't say I won't put a shirt that says "Hey, it's hundred percent big and in a triple A show," but I can do a a video like explaining kids this is like eating plants, eating food, or I can explain kids uh, personal defense with the yesca, trying to to do that part, you know, to le- uh, make make. Uh, content to people and learn something not only like hey watch my video it's me doing stuff no it's watch the video of of this guy doing like a tutorial yeah i actually had my wife watch your personal defense video it was really informative you you enjoy your wife i really enjoyed that one Yeah, <laughs> yeah, she was really wrenching my arm there, but it, I, I was glad. I think she it's was very learning, important, so. and most in this time that um, there are a lot of well, you know, this this year is crazy, and with all the 
the feminist protests in, in all the world, but they need to defense. They need to have self-defense, more women and children too. I, I specify in the video that this technique can be used by kids for uh, defense and for bullying in the schools. I've been learning and uh, I've been teaching before uh, having my Lucha career this backed up like two years ago. I teach kids in a gym to self-defense classes to, to for kids anti-bullying for jiu-jitsu and krav maga for them oh, because so cool. it's amazing how how they get bullied and they don't know how to fight they don't know how to uh, control a situation so uh, maybe in the street they have this situation a guy that wants to do something you help you'll be amazed how a kid a uh, seven-year-old kid can choke you out <laughs> amazing <laughs> but, but it's something they have to learn i mean in, instead of having a weapon instead of um, i don't know of doing violence he can choke out a kid or he can choke out a, a guy that wants to attack him or, or wants to adopt him Well, the same as women if they have a, an attacker well they can control him in a bar they can control him in the streets instead of doing some harm because well yeah. doing harm you get in legal issues and stuff so better to control people. And that's when I say in the video, it's better to be a warrior in a land of flowers than being a florist in a land of war. Agree. And it's very, it's, it's empowering. You know, what you're teaching is not just you know, what to do when you're in trouble. It's empowering people to feel comfortable with their strength and, and that they have power within themselves to, you know, uh, mm -hmm. take care of themselves in a situation like that. I have a, I have a, a philosophy. The that, and it's because I became sick of the influencers from my from my country. Well, also the all the world, but in my city, in my country, there's like these kids with a lot of money doing a lot of uh, with a lot of views. Something like Kardashians in the United States. So <laughs> these guys are called influencers, but it's guys that have a lot of fans, but they don't do nothing, just being having money. So I always thought that this world needs more heroes and less idols because an idol is a guy you can like, but he doesn't do nothing by being an idol. But a hero, a hero is a guy that changes the world. So I say, always tell people, I prefer to be a hero or be the guy that always suffer than be some kind of uh, Fugazi idol. That's great. It's, yeah, I really, I really like that uh, that mm -hmm. that line in particular the, about the about needing heroes and not idols. It's a awesome. great, it's a great way to, to to encapsulate that whole philosophy. I really, really like that. Um, so you have been you were you were teaching self defense before. You've been doing video content now, um, and you mentioned your your training issues that were happening early in this is that what has the what have you been doing during the COVID-19 to uh to to work to either train or do something new and different with yourself is it just the video content is there something that you've been doing at home or uh, are you training in new and different ways well I'm in training and right now I'm in Mazatlan and it's a beach side. It's a beach city. Mm -hmm. And I lived in Culiacán. But in Culiacán, I was uh, when I I had I was working on the radio station before um, mm -hmm. signing with AAA. But I 
I already quit the job because, well, AAA, it's, it's paying me. Right. It's paying all the wrestlers in this pandemic. So they're taking care of us. So every month they give us a, a help. They call it help, like a like a, a mon, um, an allowance mm-hmm. every month. So I've been surviving with that. I've been surviving with my my save money, with my merch, with my uh, my shirts, my my dolls and stuff. And also, well, that's in the economic economic part. And then when I moved here to Mazatlan, because there's a beach, so I can train in the beach because in Culiacan, there's no there's no gyms open. There's like uh, right a lot of a lot of um, Culiacan is a very hot city. A lot hot city. Like uh, I don't know how much Fahrenheit, but there's like forty degrees Celsius. So it's very hot, and it's very uncomfortable to to work out there in the in the free air because you can't work in gyms. So I moved to Mazatlan and I work out here in the in the beach. I do jujitsu drills. I do um, weightlifting with some uh, sea rocks. I doing some like um, animal training, you know, like like the caveman <laughs> training also. Because I like this. Uh, I think this is the best the, the best conditioning you have. The best gym it's it's the sea. It's the um, the outlands. Because before how people how people trained, there there were no gyms, there was no weightlifting, there was no protein, there was no no nothing. (laughs) You have to train with everything it's in there, the nature. So I want to see guys trying to do cardio in the beach, running in the sand, (laughs) four kilometers like they run in the street. They won't get like two kilometers, all blown up. (laughs) Yeah. So it's it, that's my my gym. It's it's the sea. So that's I becoming like training most of time being fit because oh lucha I can train lucha with guys. I just I, I get my notebook and start watching my old videos of lucha. I see a lot of uh, Skyly work, a lot of uh, oh nice Aaron Navarro work, a lot of comedy wrestling work. I've been look, looking a lot of uh, Orange Cassidy uh, work in AEW and mm-hmm. most of that I have to put attention of that because that comedy wrestling and, and mixture of wrestling it's the it's my it's my style you can say it. That's the things I can I have to do. Not the same thing, but just the same context. Mm-hmm. So I have my, my homework at school. <laughs> yes. That's my homework. <laughs> yes uh, and it's very popular now uh comedy but i think you made such a good point about taking influence from other people and making it your own and i think that goes back to what we talked about with your originality and uh how popular you've become because you are truly uh like no one else that we see uh mm-hmm. In, in lucha libre or in wrestling in general, both on you know the American and Mexican side, you talked earlier too about your influence with young kids, and uh, recently you had reposted a picture of a young boy who had his birthday themed after Mister Iguana. Are you surprised at all with your strong yes. fan base with kids? Yes, a lot. I didn't expect to work to see a piñata of me. 
I, I, I thought that they will come that they will come with a protest or something like that, but never with but no, never, yeah, with full of, never full of candy and for good reasons. No, I mean uh, how how like that uh like Will Ferris say that escalated quickly. I don't <laughs> I, I didn't imagine that so quickly, so but well part of it is the the character is very um easily can get easily with the kids because kids love uh, like super characters or funny characters. They're not like uh, that same masked guy or the same guy with a black thing and with a cool name. Now they look at the guy with the, with a puppet and the green face. And I think also my decision of not wearing mask and not having hair Mm -hmm. uh, will make this like um, more dynamic, uh, position because not having hair was a um, was a, a decision of mine well i'm part bald, bald now but when i started <laughs> <laughs> yeah you feel me but when i started wrestling me too. i feel you i have very long hair there's a pair of pictures of me in my instagram you can watch i have a, i have a very long hair and i like uh, i give it i bet my hair in a masks versus hair match but they didn't did they didn't did the match the match didn't they canceled the 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 show. I don't know why, but I never lost my hair to anybody or won a mask. So I start to say, I'm tired. Of it. I'm sick of this. I wanna get my hair out, and my character will be like, he has no hair, he has no mask. What he has to bet? That's the thing that makes me even more bright because <laughs> like, you can never lose. No, I mean. He will never lose nothing. <laughs> he will never bet nothing. But if you bet something, well, this is my my uh, my opinion. Most of this opinion is very, how you say, uh, controversial with a lot of wrestlers. But this is my opinion. W- once you get bet your hair or your mask in a hair versus hair, mask versus mask, you know somebody's gonna lose. So mm-hmm. when they put in the rivalry, it's very predictable. Not not who's winning or who's losing, but someone who lose, someone will be the the the, someone will be the better than the other, and sometimes the guy that wins is not better than the other guy. I mean, the other guy is more talented, but he loses because there's another factor. So I never wanted that to be a a reason to measure my talent. Like oh, he loses his he's losing his hair every time, every time, every time, every time. He must be bad, or he's losing his mask. He's very bad. No, I want to people measure my talent not because of hair or my mask. People will know my talent because I'm not in those matches because I'm I'm wrestling other guys. And most of wrestlers have this, uh, with all the respect, that stupid um, thing, stupid thought that I'm better than anybody. I'm I'm better than everybody else. I came to this business to be better. That for me, it's, well, not for me. I'm not coming to this business to be better than everybody else. I come to this business to make a different character. I came to this business to give people a character they haven't seen, a character that they won't know what he's going to do, a character that will be in the main event one day, another in the first match, then in the second. Sometimes he's wrestling, he's, sometimes he's grabbing an iguana puppet, sometimes he's under the ring, sometimes he's kissing a yedra. I know. <laughs> has to be unpredictable. Lucha Libre has to be unpredictable, not scripted, not <laughs> obligated uh, rivalries. 
that's the reason I don't decided to use either mask or either hair and wanted to have an audience with, with the people, with the kids, because kids are unpredictable. We're like, oh, he's going to lose her. He's going to, no, kids must be, kids are naive, but kids know how this works. The kids are the ones that give us mm -hmm. this, the, they give us the audience. The kids <laughs> are the most part of it. And if you understand kids thinking, if you understand what they want to see, what they want to cheer, you got to get the kids smiling. And for per se, all the, the dad, the mom, the brothers, everybody in the family is smiling. So there's no boring. There's no bad times. Understand the kids. You understand the business. I like that. That's yeah. such a good philosophy. I do too. That's so cool. Uh, I noticed on your website recently that maybe, you know, also yeah, for Jessica the kids, had, the had babies, are had coming like for sale. Is that, Aww. you know, I'm doing a video. So I, I was thinking right now that once I get the yes, because I will do a video of Jessica <laughs> reading an email of her lover in the United States. Like, do you remember me? Do you remember me? <laughs> I have five of them. Five of them in my home without food. So I send them to you. Uh, and Jessica will be like, no, no, I have five babies. I like the teaser. And do I do another video? Like, if you want to adopt it, yes, you have yes. to call 111 and I, and I will sell the Yescas with a. It's the same. It's the same Yesca. Exactly the same Yesca. I will put them like a, how you say a ribbon, color ribbon to look cute in the in, in, oh, in yeah. head. And then I give them a, a personalized letter of yes. my handwritten by Jessica. Like, dear John, thank you for adopting my son, my sister, my uh -huh. daughter. I love it. I won't, I can't afford them. Thank you. Please watch watch her. She's a part of her family. You know, all that all, all this <laughs> procedure, all this may looks crazy, but people love it. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, that would be so sweet. I'm, <laughs> I'm crying already. Such a touching story. Yes, I love that. Poor Yeska. Well, that's that's because she's from Los Angeles, so she's gringa. And when she moves to Mexico, well, she never got back with her lover. <laughs> well, Mr. Iguana, thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for joining us uh, on the Lucha Central Weekly podcast. Uh, speaking of all of your social media and where people can find you, you do have a website, pongaseverde.com. That is P O N G A. S E V E R D E dot com. Uh, what kind of content do you have on your website? Well, I have mostly all of my head content there, but in different menus. One menu is the blog of Don Verde, blog of Mr. Green. You can watch um, some of my latest videos of YouTube there. I have like a, right now an article of MMA and Lucha Libre mix. Um, I have another menu that's called Resin Orneado. That's my Spotify podcast. You can hear it there. It's more for adults 
for adults only. And I have my merchandise uh, at the time. I will post it there. So <laughs> if you want to merchandise, they can send me a mail or they can contact me on my other social networks. My social networks are easy. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, they all Mr. Iguana, Mr. Iguana. But how I say here in Mexico, it's like the word marijuana without the A. <laughs> they, oh, that you have the name. Oh. That's the reason you're green. Yep. Hey, we said it's not easy being green, but you make it look good, senor. So, you know. Not easy but being green. <laughs> but again yes you can follow Mr. Iguana on social media you can check out his work on bongaseverde.com uh, especially the the uh, podcast is very great I listened to the episode of you sharing some of your favorite metal songs uh, oh, yes. oh last year yeah. last year yes it was my like my my high school songs and and, <laughs> and I remember that times because you want to grow and you you don't listen anymore you're you're your high school songs, you're like, oh, I can't believe I heard that shit. But, <laughs> but, oh, but, now, but now it's a different world. There's no guilty pleasures. Everybody <laughs> like listen uh, Snoop Dogg and then listen J Balvin and that stuff. So that. <laughs> <laughs> Music has changed so much. Yeah. He has a lot of True. great content. Your merchandise is also on your website. Great social media following, great stories and videos. And again, thank you so much for your time. Uh, we are really looking forward to seeing you back in the ring, hopefully very soon with AAA. Uh, but who knows? It sounds like we never know where we're going to see Mr. Iguana next. Of course, Autoluchas is coming. So maybe you can see me inside the car running against the Rudo or in the oh, ring. Yeah. yeah <laughs> in the ring wrestling. Absolutely. But, um, so- Yep. Yeah. I'm hoping to see you at Expo Lucha next year too. Oh, That's uh, I'm already uh, making plans to go. So, oh, I hope into going because Expo Lucha is it's great. I was amazed by the, yes. the last Expo Lucha that was going to be in the in the Philly Arena in the ECW old Arena. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I was very amazed. I see that like, oh, that will be a dream come true because the one mm-hmm. night stand. Yeah, pay per view that was an, I don't know 2005 or something like that. What, what yeah, I, I love that place. I say, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that kind of place are great. Yeah, it's a it's a great place. My understanding is it's, they're going to try to have it there again next year, so you may still get your opportunity. And I really hope to see you there. Well, that will be Conan's decision. Hopefully, oh. hopefully. Okay. Well remains to be seen so can we are going to continue on with the rest of the show but again don't forget to check out Mr. Iguana on social media and pongaseverde.com thank you Oh, 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 oh. 
Quítale los ojos, jálalo de pelo y sal. 